You are about to experience the Jerry Banfield Show in podcast format. This was originally recorded live on my Jerry Banfield Facebook page, which you can find by searching Jerry Banfield on Facebook. If you'd like to be a member of the audience, ask questions and have me respond to you, become a supporter on my Facebook page, and as soon as you see that notification, jump into the live stream. I appreciate you getting started with this, and I hope you love this episode. I just finished reading the book, Insiders Reveal Secret Space Programs and Extraterrestrial Alliances by Michael Sala. And this was an incredible book, and I'm going to give you the key points out of it right here. And what's cool is I'm playing the Star Trek Xbox 360 game in the background to make the visuals a bit more interesting while I'm doing this live on Facebook and then taking the clip to put it on my YouTube and then put it on my podcast as well to make this a show that is watchable for all time and with an appropriate background. So the main point of this book, if I could put the the most important thing out of it, is to open your mind to possibilities in the future that we could have a civilization very much like Star Trek in the future, we could have a civilization. What's up, Blake? Nice to see you. Thanks for the love from Cali. That we could have a civilization a lot like Star Trek in the future, where you don't, you can, you can expect something like Star Trek, where we have awesome technology, where we're not having to, you know, go to boring jobs we don't like and rely on the debt, slavery, money system that we've got now, and. Uh, that we could travel in space and that there's extraterrestrials and it, that things are really cool and that we could ha have a higher consciousness. And that's what really gets me excited is thinking like that. So if I could point to anything from this book called Insiders Reveal Secret Space Programs and Extraterrestrial Alliances, that was really a big takeaway is to open up your vision of what's possible for the future. And one thing that's helped a lot with that is listening to all the things that were said in this book. One thing that's really helped listening to the beginning of this book on Audible, because a lot of us have these defense mechanisms in place that, oh, these are conspiracy theories, these are just you know, not true. One thing Michael talks about in the beginning of the book is that government has all of these secrecy protocols in place, like top secret, secret, and these unacknowledged projects, that the, the government has no responsibility to tell you about any of these things. The government has all these secrecy programs in place that we are very publicly aware of and that prevent people from coming forward and making disclosures about anything that you might want to hear about in terms of aliens, extraterrestrials, and then even things like your major news stations are not allowed, even if somebody comes forward, to just give you this information directly because... You're looking at people getting sent to prison. For example, a lot of the information that Michael's gotten is from 
people who have come forward as whistleblowers, but they don't have exact documents because if they were to bring hard evidence, the FBI or CIA or somebody would come confiscate it and they would go to prison. So they have to just come forward based on testimony. And we take testimony very seriously in things like courts of law. We send people to prison based on people's testimony and often circumstantial evidence. But then we've got this narrative in our society that, well, anything like on extraterrestrials or government secrets, you know, that you have to have hardcore proof that's put right in front of you. And what Michael outlines is that that's basically not possible under the current system as is without some you know, major interventions, which according to what he's written, major interventions are coming. But you're you're not allowed. Like, let's say so he's talks about a lot of whistleblowers and a lot of cases and a lot of great evidence. And you're like, well, why is this stuff not on the news? Because the news stations are all in on the cover up of this. They're paid. They're they're all in on it. And you are seeing some disclosures recently about UFOs. And there is a according to the book, a day of disclosure coming, which to me is something to get very excited about because as I'll take from uh, the movie Above Majestic that I watched, the goal of all this conversation is to have a human race that's based in equality and truth. Mr. Cyberskills, thank you very much for the 500 stars. My man, Mark, thank you very much for the share. Josh just says, I'll be in and out. All right, man, that sounds good. What's up, Shane? Nice to see you today. Dude, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm grateful to share this information here. So it's important. It's important that we have a human race here where we have truth and equality. Because I think we all know right now that we don't have truth and we don't have equality. Our, our government makes it very clear that they have a right to keep whatever they want to secret. And Noah... Not just our government, but almost every government in the world, plus companies, all make it very clear they can keep anything they want to secret. They don't have to tell us anything, and there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can do about it at all, except talk about these things ourselves and expect, demand that we get equality, that we get equal treatment, that it's... It's not okay to keep all these things top secret about extraterrestrials because you might wonder, well, why would governments keep all this information top secret? It's a can of worms. And Michael Sala goes into it in his book that once you tell people there's secret space programs that are much more advanced than anything you know about currently and that there's extraterrestrials, then people want to know, well, how exactly are these powered? Well, they're powered with this technology that pulls energy straight out of the air. Well, can I get some of that for my house? And all of a sudden, now you've got people that are realizing, hey, there's energy technologies out there that could basically give you all the energy you could want to just with a small device in your house. You wouldn't need to pay the power company anymore. There's anti-gravity technologies. There's replicators that can make things... That 
you don't need to you don't need to buy cars that run on gas you don't need to take airplanes and pay these companies and there's so much wealth and so much abundance you, you can grow your own food you can build your own house easily you can power your own house do you see the problem with this information if you're a billionaire and you're interested in controlling humanity where does that leave you people don't need your stuff anymore not just and there's so much more than what i'm telling you too you can see why there would be the desire to keep this information secret because this information causes big problems for the human elites it it wipes out companies it wipes out industries are no longer necessary and that's why the information is kept secret and the only the way to get it out there is to request it is to expect it and i'm contributing to that and there are there's this is something that's percolating in the collective human consciousness. This is something that is getting very popular. And the way to bring about disclosure is to bring this up to me. This is the most important conversation we could possibly have. Like nothing they put on the news is more important than this. And Michael Sala in his book talks about basically there's so once you go into this subject the subject of extraterrestrial space programs there are so many secrets that are so outrageous that you need to be in a state of consciousness to handle these things like some of the more outrageous things in the book that michael sala talks about hey marcus i don't know why i didn't hear this right I don't know why I didn't hear that pop up, but thank you very much for the $5 tip, Marcus. When did that come in? I don't know why I didn't hear that. Appreciate you wishing a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, I disabled stream elements on here. Whoops. That needs to be back on there. Thank you very much, Marcus. So basically, when you open these things up, it's such a big... It's a big can of worms. And what the governments and companies around the world are... You can understand they've been hesitant to open this entire inquiry line because once you start, it just goes down this rabbit hole. But what, in according to the book Michael Sala says, and what I've seen elsewhere, there's a day of disclosure coming that we're working up to right now. We're working up to a day of disclosure where this information that I'm saying right here that almost nobody knows about now will be publicly revealed everywhere in all different kinds of ways across all different kinds of media. And it'll be talked about and there'll be all kinds of documents and proof for it. And the, what I'm doing, what I'm assisting with is kind of seeding human consciousness to be prepared for that because some of the most controversial things that were in the book were talking about a galactic slave trade. Now, you, you got people getting upset when a police officer kills somebody and going nuts over that, all right? I mean, that, that obviously sucks and is clearly a sign that we need to level up our consciousness. At the same time, that doesn't happen that often or affect that many people. 
So let's compare something like that that people get all fired up about. And I think people get fired up about that because on some deeper unconscious level, we are aware and we are identifying with these things. Now tell people that there's a galactic slave trade where millions of human beings have been taken off of this earth, often against their will or with false promises, and traded to other places, other planets, Mars, been traded to these other places so that companies and governments could get technology in exchange for it. Is that something that the human population is prepared to handle? Well, I'm prepared to handle a disclosure like that. Like I'm I'm hearing this in the book and I'm not ready to I don't think the right thing to do would be to just well, we need to hang all the people or string up the people who are involved with this. You can see how a lot of people on earth might react that way. Like, yeah, this you know, you might go kind of insane demanding justice and you can see that we need to kind of plant the seeds and be prepared for something like that so i am i'm prepared but are you are you prepared to hear the worst secrets that have been kept from you i've went through a process of doing this exact process that I think humanity needs to collectively go through. I think humanity needs to collectively go through and that I've went through myself. So I've went through the process of stopping having secrets, of telling the truth, of revealing all of my dark places. And what I can see is that we're coming to a time for humanity to do the exact same thing. For humanity to reveal its secrets collectively. Because it seems, especially when you read a book like this, let's say 90% of it is crap, just for sake of argument. If even 10% of what's in this book is true, it, it's, it's, it's wild. This book is talking about, what's up, Tyler? What's up, Ryan? Marshall? How's the energy tonight? It's a pretty relaxed and chill vibe tonight. First night stream I've done in a while. So if even 10% of this book is true, then what we're looking at is shocking secrets that it's like, why has this been kept from us? Like, we sh why didn't you tell us about that? You know, if even 10% of this book's true, these are things that you really, somebody should have told you about. You know, or that, that you, you might have wanted to know about. For example, one thing that was talked about in this book was the Nazis had, the, had a space program in the 20s and 30s. And they even, according to this book, made a landing on the moon in, 19, in the early 1940s. The Nazis made a landing on the moon. Like, if you've ever heard stuff about World War II, you know, Hitler talking about wonder weapons, the wonder weapons were flying saucers. And that there was a flyover in the 50s. There was a flyover in the 50s, and those were Nazi flying saucers that flew over the White House, taunting the U.S. government, saying, 
Yeah, you might have taken our the country out, but you haven't stopped us. We're still here, and in fact, we have stuff that you can't even stop. So this book goes into the details. Things like that that... Oh, wait a minute. Our whole history... Our whole history has been almost utter crap? Like, what do you mean? The Germans had this secret space force that escaped World War II? Then we made an alliance with that secret space force, and they infiltrated the highest levels of the military-industrial complex in the 1950s, and we still use the base they made on the moon today? It's like, whoa, like how, why was that left out? Like somebody should have mentioned that. You can see how this information in this book is. It's amazing, but it also feels true to me. It feels true. And uh, I trust my sense of, I. now I'm not saying every single thing mentioned in this book is accurate. And that's why we need to cultivate truth internally and on an individual level so that we can collectively connect better because the only reason we have conspiracies is because there's lying. There's government lying, there's government secrecy, which is very well documented. The government very uh, on almost every country keeps secrets, top secrets. There's 1.3 million people in the USA alone that have top secret clearances. What are all those people working on? What are they doing? And you have no right to know about anything they're doing. And th this book suggests that there's a lot of suppressed technology. Technology, one of the stories that was given in this book was that a man, I think his name was Carr, I forget the exact name of it, but they gave a story where this guy was inventing a civilian space program in the 50s. He was Nikola Tesla's protege. He was inventing a civilian space program where he was making a model of what you might think of as a flying saucer. And he was making this thing for civilians to be able to use. And he had a working model of it that could do interstellar travel that could even potentially go to other solar systems. And uh, once enough people found out about it, guess what happened? FBI came, took all of it, and said, in the interest of national security, we're confiscating all of this because if you release this, it will destroy our monetary system and in the US dollar, and we can't have that. Meanwhile, the public was unaware of this. All the public was aware of that this guy who had invented a civilian space craft, a civilian space program, all the public was aware of is that this guy mysteriously became ill right before the public test flight that was scheduled where hundreds of people showed up that the FBI raided right before that. And then uh, there's some trumped-up charges that are made and laid against this guy for soliciting somebody for money or something. And he's sent to prison. Fifty years after this happened, a guy comes forward and says, I was this guy's protege, 
and let me tell you what happened. And this Michael Sala got this story in this book. And that guy who came forward, he said that he had, he had a minor knee surgery that he was in the hospital for, and his ambulance mysteriously goes 25 miles away from the hospital he was supposed to go to, and he nearly dies. And he believes that they, or the people trying to keep this information secret, made an attempt on his life for bringing this information out that was 50 years old. These are things we need to hear about. And this is why we want a public. What's up, Lisa? Nice to see you, Tyler. We want a public that's fully informed about what's going on. We don't want a public that is uninformed. And it seems for almost all of human history that the public has been kept in the dark. I mean, back indefinitely. The public has been kept in the dark. And I think it's time the public knows the truth. Because to me, we, we can't have a strong human race if there's not truth. And we need truth. All these things that we think of our problems, we need truth. And we need equality to solve these problems. Another thing talked about that he talked about in the book was how there's... Like all of human history, you've had some group or of another, like an Illuminati or a cabal who has ruled humanity and essentially used humanity, especially in recent history, with a money system as slaves. And if you think, I have to go to work, I have to do this just to make money, that's a reflection of, to me, a very clever... Mental slavery, like you're not overtly in bonds or change, but you are kept in debt. You are kept financially from getting ahead. And even if you do get ahead financially, you are programmed to essentially, you know, to not just be like, all right, I got enough money. I'm just going to enjoy my life and help others. But you're kind of programmed to waste the money and endlessly want more. You're programmed that you can never have enough money. And the majority of the population, we don't need to have the, we don't need to have this kind of debt slavery system that we're in. And that the release of this information is the chance to free people globally from the debt slavery system where you, you, you have to make money and basically the game is stacked against you. The game's completely stacked against you where most everybody, you know, the elite, the Illuminati, the cabal already have all the money. You have to try and borrow money just to get a little bit ahead. And in borrowing money, you essentially enslave yourself with debt. And most of the time, most people just lose at that game their entire life. Whereas, whereas you're... If we had a, a system 
that's not based on money where we can all just freely contribute. I mean, I'd love to see what's possible. I'd love to see what's possible for humanity. Because right now we're seeing a fraction of what's possible for humanity. We're seeing what humanity can do like in my own personal life. When I used to drink and have all these secrets myself, I was operating at a fraction of my potential. And what I want to see is what kind of potential humanity really has. And as long as we've got people essentially just working to make money, enslaved by debt, like Laura and I, I mean, it's ridiculous. Laura and I have you know, like 600 and some thousand dollars in debt just to have a house and get a decent education. And a lot of the population is essentially like Laura and I, we were tricked we were tricked into borrowing a bunch of money. Like we were told by almost everybody we trusted to go to college, get an education. And, you know, it was such a lie. Like I didn't need an education. I didn't need to borrow a bunch of money to go to college. All I needed to do was learn something that's useful. And you, you get tricked into making that first loan and going into debt and then you're paying interest to somebody who already had the money to begin with and has essentially, essentially the entire game is stacked against you right now. And the best you can do is enjoy your life and help other people. And that you, on some deep level, what's up, Tyler? On some deep level, we realize there's no inequality, there's inequality. And I think that's why we're bothered when we see blatant inequality that we can relate with. When we see somebody being mistreated by the police, we, you know, it triggers us because on some deep level, we know that's us. That almost all of us are being treated, not based on equality, but we're being treated based on inequality. That we're not equal, that some of us are elite and operate on totally different sets of rules. And others of us are, you know, the majority, the 99% is essentially totally controlled by the one. The 1%. And we know that. And then this book emphasizes a way out. That by publicly we demand truth that we demand justice, that we demand, look, uh, we say, look, we're, we're not going to cooperate with the government anymore that keeps all these secrets from us. I feel no obligation to do anything outside of the absolute minimum and to even be, to me, this is the ultimate civil rights movement. We stop being compliant and we stop being obedient if there's not truth. And as long as there's top secret programs that exist, there's not truth. And there's millions of people working on, this is a fact that is given to us by our own government. There's 3 million people that have top secret clearances. Or there's 3 million people that have cl federal clearances at secret or above. There's 1.3 million that have top secret clearances. According to the government's own manuals, the government does, has no obligation to disclose any of this stuff ever to the general public. There's no obligation at all. 
You can, the government can keep thing, whatever it wants to for any reason, secret. Doesn't have to tell any of us about it. And there's almost no accountability for it. And uh, from what's been said, like in, in this book and in other books I've read, and other documentaries I've watched, the president is not even in the loop now. Our, the, our, and that makes means our election, our election doesn't even matter. Even the president, who would put all this energy into electing, the president is not in on these secrets. According to the military-industrial complex, the, the president doesn't need to know about this stuff. Like, well, who does need to know about who Who is keeping an eye on all these things? So the good news is you might think, God, this is really depressing, Jerry. There is good news. According to this book that I just read, Michael Sala says that humanity's current challenges and situation has resulted in a group of highly advanced extraterrestrial beings being summoned. They have the highest technology. They're the most advanced beings humanity has ever interacted with. And th that's the good news that this book provides, because this book provides a lot of bad news, a lot of opportunities where you might just think we're totally screwed and it's hopeless. Well, fortunately, that's not the case. That what has happened is, according to these predictions, like the Mayans and that made the prediction about the 2012 being the end of the world. Well, it is. But it's not the end of the physical world, necessarily. Like, there's not, like, Armageddon, as you'd think of it coming. It's more of a mental Armageddon, where it's time to live in a new reality. Instead of living in, like, the Matrix. That's why movies like The Matrix are so popular. Because, I mean, to me, this is what The Matrix is about. Our, the, the stories we're living on are essentially, we're, we're plugged into The Matrix. And we're told that, oh, we don't know if there's any extraterrestrial life out there. We're alone here. That's not the truth. The truth is that there's human beings that know for sure we're not alone. There's people in these government projects that are keeping all these government secrets. And not just government, but companies and corporations. And there's a whole, there's a whole huge system. So the good news is that in humanity's distress, our situation has become so hopeless and we have reached out and asked for so much help that help is coming. And help has actually arrived in the form of a very advanced extraterrestrial civilization who has came here to help us because clearly we can't help or do anything ourselves to get out of this like this is so we've been stuck in this for a really long time like hum humans collectively have been stuck in this state for a long time on this planet and this very advanced race of extraterrestrials has come to assist us and there they have set up a s solar system wide according to this book they have set up a system-wide quarantine, our solar system-wide quarantine, to stop, to kind of lock this down and allow us to develop 
and to get a hold of the situation that's going on here. And they're assisting an alliance called the Secret Space Program Alliance, which is a group of humans that have been participating in these secret space programs that have realized, hey, this is wrong. It, it's time to stop doing this. Like, we... Now, this is wrong what we're doing and what we're participating in. We need to help people. We need to... There's all kinds of... According to this book, there's incredible hidden technologies that have been suppressed. Time travel, age regression, and faster-than-light travel. According to this book, there's human beings in other galaxies, in other parts of the solar system... There's bases on Mars that have hundreds of thousands of people who are basically being used as slave labor right now that corporations are running. What's up, Shannon? Nice to see you tonight. And there's a, a, an alliance called the Secret Space Program Alliance that's got together to make some real change, to bring about disclosure. The goal is disclosure so that this information is known publicly and the goal is equality for all human beings instead of there being a 99% and a 1%. And the goal is to get all the technology, all this suppressed technology that's been suppressed for selfish and self-centered reasons, like so the 1% can basically have everything while the majority has you know, what's left, what they're given. It's time to make a future that's based in truth, equality, and equal access to this technology. How are you doing tonight, Shannon? And this alliance has gathered, and these beings that are called the Blue Avians, the alliance called the Sphere Being Alliance, they are assisting us to make this transition. And they've given the, the alliance the... Basically, the good guys that are on our side, they've given them some very high technology to be able to defensively use the technology and to negotiate with the elite, the Illuminati, the Cabal, whoever you want to look at it that is self-interested in keeping things the way they are and keeping humanity down and suppressed these very advanced beings have given technology to the Secret Space Program Alliance to allow us to advance and to have a chance. And they're assisting us. And now it seems that the the those that have been doing the most egregious actions are trying desperately to figure out how they can essentially get away with it, avoid full disclosure, hide their activities. And that's what we're in the middle of right now. And you've, you've seen things in the news about UFOs. Isn't it funny that somehow UFOs, and as a part of this, UFOs are finally being discussed seriously in the media. So if you want some evidence of what's to come, reading this book... Reading this book will be a really good thing. If you if you want to kind of get an idea of what's to come, you might want to read this book because, you know, this book was talking about disclosures and talking about these things in 2015. And now we're actually seeing some disclosures about UFOs. Finally, after 70 years, 
of people reporting UFOs. Finally, people are taking this seriously. Finally, it's on the national news and it's not some joke anymore. To me, that's good. That's good evidence that we are we're getting some we're in the disclosure process and it's going to be a process and it'll happen according to the collective will of humanity. And I'm assisting. I I want disclosure as soon as possible. To me, there's no time to waste. Like Shannon said, I need that anti-aging technology. Exactly. There's there's technologies out there, according to this book, that can reverse age you. The multiple people who've come forward who were not even aware of each other have provided the same testimony that they've been a part of secret programs run by military and by corporations around the world. Multiple people came forward and says they're a part of secret programs where not only anti-aging technology has been used, where they've been age-regressed 20 years back into the past, but that they've also had time travel, that they've, they were taken into these secret programs. They were essentially taken out of their lives lived this 20 years in these secret space program, the age regressed and stuck back into their life as if it never happened. And you might think, man, this is all fantastic. This is too crazy to even take seriously. The goal, Shane, thank you very much for the 100 stars, Shane. The goal is to expand and open your mind to what's possible. And to start thinking of a very exciting future instead of one that's really negative and scary. Shane, thank you for the 100 stars, my man. Shake it, baby. Shane Greer sent 100 stars. Appreciate the 100 stars, Shane. So the goal of reading a book like this, you don't necessarily have to take every single thing seriously like it's gospel and it's, it's true. This is why we need more concrete and clear disclosure because this book is based on the research of Michael Sala and he put together a whole bunch of different testimonies from different people with the best sources he could. Now some of the information could be inaccurate and that's why we need truth collectively. Clearly what we're getting from the government is inaccurate. I'm seeing lots of there's clearly already a public distrust of the government and of companies. That's pretty significant. And it shouldn't be like that. We, we should have a government that we trust and that we believe in. I think it's ridiculous that, I mean, you've got people like me that whatever I see on the news, I'm often skeptical. I'm like, that's, that might be true. That might not be true. Like, it shouldn't be like that. We should have truth. Hey, thank you very much, Samuel, for the five gift subs. Let's go, my man. Appreciate you dropping the gift subs and helping people get involved in the community tonight. Much love. And Samuel, if I remember, you dropped five gift subs on another stream as well. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Samuel. Thank you for that positive reinforcement, too, because I made the mistake of looking at my views at the beginning of the stream and starting to focus on what I'm getting and getting into that self-centered mindset of what am I getting and when am I getting it and how should I be getting it and what do I deserve? And that's not the kind of mindset you want to be in. 
and I appreciate you, Samuel, letting me know. You know, my mind was saying, ah, this content's not valuable. Just play the game, make money for yourself, get attention. Nobody cares about this stuff. No. I really, oh my God, Samuel sent five more gift subs. Let's go. Thank you very much, Samuel, for the five more gift subs. <laughs> Extremely grateful. You must be getting a lot of the people that are in here. If you want to see if you got a gift sub, click on the green heart on mobile and it'll say claim gift subscription. Thank you very much, Samuel. Appreciate that. This book had another talking point that was very valuable to consider. It was talking about balancing. It was talking about there's two ways to ascension. The one path to ascension is to be 51% selfless or more. That, you, that you're focusing your life and your purpose and your mission on getting out there and helping other people. That that's one path to ascension, to heaven, to leveling up your being is to get to a place where at least half of your life, 51% of your life is about serving and helping others. And it, I, oddly enough, my wife thought this was crazy. What's up, Robert? Nice to see you. Shane, I'm glad you caught a gift. Did you catch a gift sub, Shane? And you're back for your three-month supporter anniversary. Nice. My wife thought this was crazy. These higher beings in this book called the Blue Avians, they said that one path to ascension is through serving others. That 51% of your thoughts, you know, your life should be about helping other people, about thinking, considering other people. Hey, let's go. Lee Bowler just got that gift sub from Samuel. Let's go. Welcome to the chat, Lee. Lee Bowler is now a supporter. And it said the other path to ascension is actually being 95% or more selfish. That you can actually ascend to a point of essentially unity where the selfless people unite with the self-centered people. And that what's uncomfortable is trying to live in between that. And I used to be more towards the 95% selfish disposition. And there's... The goal of these extraterrestrials coming here to help us is to help more people make the ascension via being selfless and serving others. Because as you can see on this planet now, there seems to be a lot of selfishness where it's about me. Selfishness is, only is almost exclusively considering you and your tribe. You being yourself and then your tribe being your family. And however you define it, your friends, your nation, your company. To the point where you don't consider anybody beyond your definition of self. Where it's like, well, you know, I don't care what's happening to these people outside my country. Or I don't care what's happening if you're not in my family. Like where you'll do things that hurt others, but you won't even feel it or care about it because they're not in your definition of self. And I love the idea of having a human race that's more like Star Trek. Hey, I appreciate it. Samus has figured I'd help you the best I could. Hey, that's big help, man. That's 10 gift subs. And I've, I think about that a lot with my live stream and with my life. I'm like, I'm setting the intention and I've thought with reading this book, like 
Hey, we got another Robert. Thank you for the $5, Robert. Let's go, baby. Shake it, baby. Robert DeBear's spies tipped $5 at Robert and Jerry. Thank you very much for the five, Robert, as well as Marcus's five, Samuel's ten gift subs, Shane stars, Mr. Cyberskill stars. I appreciate it. See, with everything you do in your life, it's an important consideration to get into those motives. And like with my live stream, it's so delicate sometimes. Like, okay, why am I doing my live stream? Well, I'm doing my live stream to help other people, to make other people's lives better, to expand other people's possibilities, to lift other people up. That's why I'm doing my live stream. Okay, so if that's why you're doing your live stream, then uh, what does it matter how much you get out of it? See, if, you're, if I'm doing my live stream and I'm on the surface, I'm saying I'm doing it for other people, but I'm judging the success based on how much money I'm making, based on how many views I'm getting, then uh, I'm getting into a selfish motive there. Like if I'm doing this as something selfless, you know, I, I think with my live stream and uh, the things I make, like I want to create something that really makes a difference in somebody's lives. Like this book made a big difference in my life. It really helped me open and expand my mind, even if, even if all of it is false, which I highly doubt. It resonates that there's a lot of truth in this book. But even if it's all false, it helped me drastically expand my thoughts to what's possible and to see what really matters in my life. That truth, service to others, that really matters. And to, to remember, hey, I appreciate each of you being here. And with my live stream, I look at it and what... What really matters? What matters is I serve others, okay? Well, how can I best serve others? Well, sometimes the best way to serve others is to make something that will make a huge impact on the viewer. Like, this book's made a huge impact on me. And Michael's not going to be getting rich off of making that impact on me or necessarily even get hardly anything for himself out of helping me. And I look at with my live stream, can I do that with my live stream? Can I do a live stream with an emphasis on making a true difference in your life? Because sometimes views and making a true difference don't go together. Like I've, I got 800,000 views on a GoldenEye stream that I did. Made thousands in ad revenue. I don't know if that made a difference in anybody's life at all. Maybe it made a tiny bit of difference as people enjoyed a little bit of nostalgia. Maybe it made a tiny bit of difference. Maybe it didn't. Maybe somebody would have, maybe it was just kind of a distraction. Hey, what's up, Keith? Nice to see you today. I'm, I'm feeling very, hey, what's up, Marky boy? Thanks for the like. Good to see you. I'm feeling very on purpose in my life right now. Like I'm doing something that's meaningful. And I'm doing something because I truly care about you and everybody else, not just the people, but I care about the animals on this planet. I care about the planet itself. I care about how we're balancing life. I care about all the other civilizations we're interacting with. I care about everybody besides myself and my family and my neighborhood and my state and my nation. I care, and even my planet. I care about life on other planets too. I want this planet... I think 
it's beautiful when we can have this planet operating in a way that's supportive of other planets and that's done in a way that's honorable and is an example to other planets instead of something that you might look at this planet if you're a more advanced civilization and be like, wow, that's not what you want to do right there. He says, I'm feeling by accident. I didn't need to do, do yoga. Nice. Samuel says, I definitely watch your videos after the live. Hey, I appreciate that. I'm, I see that most of you watch my videos after I'm live. And I've learned that uh, it's important to consider. It's important to be very considerate of you when I'm creating. That selfish creation just thinks about what I want to accomplish and what I want to get out of it. Whereas considerate creation thinks about how may I serve you? How may I create something that's truly useful for you? Instead of thinking about how do I create something that makes money? Because... I've been very effective in creating things that have made money, for sure. And have gotten me views and have gotten me follows. But you, you also see how empty that is, too. That just making money and getting views and getting follows is not worth much. Because it all goes away so quick. And you, when you're all about getting views and money, you can never get enough views or money. There's always more views and money to get. There's always somebody who's got more than you. And even if you get to the top spot, then you got to do the hard work of actually staying there. When you get to the very top spot, as I've been in the top spot in a few places, then you got to stay on top. And often it's just as stressful, if not more stressful, to stay on top. And now it's just this constant fight all the time. And, you know, to me, books like this explain why it's like that, that our history has been based on a lot of fighting and show us a way out. Like, look, through truth and that what you do matters. Like, it could be easy to look at and say what you... It can be easy to look at this and say, well, man, what I do doesn't matter. You could say, yeah, Jerry, these things are way above my pay grade, you know? Like, it doesn't matter if I, what I think or what I don't think. Like, this stuff's above my pay grade. And what I find inspiring is that every single one of us makes a difference in what happens to all of us. Mark Betters shared your stream. Hey, Mark, thank you very much for the share. Mark, Samus says, love the old games. I like the family guy game you played. Nice, maybe I'll play that one again. Mark said, I posted my first ever TikTok the other day. Nice. I'm trying some new TikToks. I'm, I'm always trying some new things out. And for me, it's really important to check my motives to... Like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this just to get views? Or am I doing this to really make a difference in somebody's lives? Because some of these, like this book that I, I don't think it's like that popular. Now, this guy seems to have some popularity. But you know, this book made a great difference in my life. And I want to make a big difference in my life and in, in others' lives with what I do. Because... You know, none of, we're not separate from each other. And what I think has an impact on all of humanity.
because we're all connected. This book mentions the law of one, which I tend to, I intend to investigate. And what, 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 what we want to do is realize everything we do matters. That each of us, every change we make in our world has the potential to be reflected in all of humanity. Like, I'm in the place I'm in of seeking truth for humans on a collective level because I've been through this on a personal level. Marx has got over 2,000 views on your TikTok. That's awesome, man. That's great. And yeah, there's, it's nice to see that there's all kinds of ways to help people too. Like helping people laugh is something useful. That's something good you can do for others is helping other people laugh. And at one point, I was focusing on laughter a lot on my live stream, like just being funny. And... Well, that's that's good. I, I want to be funny. And I'm grateful I trust my intuition. Like today, this is what I've been thinking about all day. This is what's felt most alive and most important for me to talk about. And it's nice to see, like, I don't need to get the whole world immediately thinking on us. Just, just getting this out. Mark, thank you for the share. Just getting this information out, just thinking about it myself makes a big difference. Every little thought you have makes a difference. And I, I love the idea of helping more of us imagine a future that's full of peace and that's full of opportunity and prosperity because there's, oh my God, and Marky Boy just dropped five gift subs as well. Good Lord, you all have been heavy-handed with the gift subs tonight. Thank you, and Mark Betters, a.k.a. and Marky Boy. Thank you very much for the five gift subs. Looking forward to even more people getting involved in the community right here. Everything you do makes a difference. Even if it just, even if you make a video and you laugh at it, nobody else laughs at it. It's, it's lifted up humanity. And that's, to me, that's what makes life worthwhile and worth living. Is when you know your purpose, when you know why you're here. And I like how in this book also they emphasize that there's value to those people and extraterrestrials that have chosen the utterly selfish life path that seem almost to not have an ounce of consideration for others in them. It's important to notice I'm not, you know, raving and ranting. Like, you'd think something like this would trigger, like, a riot or something, you know? And you can see why the disclosure process needs to be carefully done and considerately done. Because, you know, if people are ready to riot because of, you know, basically small things happen, a few people dying, you know, what are people going to do over the kind of stuff we're talking about here? You know, a lifetime of a lifetime of suppression. I mean, are you, do you think people are ready to handle that kind of thing? 
You think people can handle that? That our governments and corporations have suppressed technology that could have given free energy, age regression, time travel, and that this stuff's been around, some of it, 50 years? And that even human beings have been traded for it, sold into slavery on other planets? Like, is this, is this information that the average person is ready to process? I'd like to think in the future it is information the average person is ready to process because I'm ready to handle it now. I'm able to process this, this information with love and compassion and understanding and realize, hey, that's how the world was before. And the big question is, what kind of world are we going to make going forward? Are we going to keep allowing a world where 1% rule 99%? Are we going to keep allowing a world where 1% have almost everything and the 99% gets what's left? The 1% the, the have a garage full of 10 Bentleys while the 99% are paying interest on the one car they've got. That one out of nine people on this planet, these are facts according to Wikipedia and whatever you can find online. One out of nine people are going hungry and starving on this planet. Meanwhile, one out of three people are overweight. Is that how we want to live or can we do better? I think we can do better. And this whole conversation about is about exploring, well, how can we do better? Because I find I need to be able to picture things concretely to help them manifest, to not just put an idea out like, yeah, yeah, I want to do better in my life. Well, what would that look like? Mark says, you deserve it. You're great in love. Sitting here and listening to it, very inspirational. I love that, Mark. Thank you. And each of you that's been here tonight has done a lot of good. And I love creating, often creating in a way or living your life in a way that's of service to others can feel a bit unnatural sometimes. A lot of us are so used to instant gratification, you go to work and you get paid, that we don't even realize that whole system is selfish and that we've even been programmed selfishly. And it's tough one of the biggest challenges to being a creator is facing your own selfish programming. Am I willing to show up and do a live stream where I don't get anything financially out of it? Am I able to love and enjoy what I do if I don't get anything out of it? And the only reason I'm still here now and that there are those of you who have been so generous to put in collectively like $100 to this tonight is because thousands of times... I did stuff having no idea if it would be worth anything at all. But I did it just to help somebody. And it's nice to really go all in in your life because I really like this book emphasizes that there's two paths to ascension, that you don't just have to go down the path of helping others, that you can actually ascend by being 95% or more selfish, that... Your selfishness actually gives the others who are practicing selflessness meaning and the two polarities eventually integrate into unity. But in the, in the reality we're in now, we actually need the polarities. And what this book actually encourages is to pick your side. 
and uh, I lived a lot of the selfishness before, but what it said is kind of miserable, and what I can attest to is being like 80% selfish is uncomfortable because you're still trying to help people 20% of the time, but you're not helping enough to really fulfill yourself. So go all in. If you want to be selfish, that's just as noble as being selfless in terms of the path to ascension. The, the place to be miserable is in between. Being, being half selfish, being like 40% self or 40% service to others and 60% selfish is uncomfortable. And it's like, pick a side. Are you going to be, is the majority of your life going to be about serving others? And if not, go all in on selfishness. Totally forget everybody else. Because there's actually merits to that as well. And you might think, well, no, that's horrible. We don't want people to do that. Actually... It's what makes things interesting. The polarity, the difference. Selfless people need selfish people to actualize their life purpose. Like, that's why often the most selfless people are often attracted to the most selfish people. Like how my wife was attracted to me. <laughs> now because we, she is a, has a very selfless disposition. And my disposition was less than 50% selfless. So it was, it was a majority selfish, but not a full unanimous selfishness. So I was just uncomfortable. And my wife's helped me see that I'm not here to be a selfish person and just think about what I need and what my country needs and what my family needs. I'm here to consider absolutely everyone and everything I can bring into my awareness. And I know that because that's what feels good and that's what feels true for me. Now, some people are here to be purely selfish and purely evil. And those people have a purpose too. Famous says, I always see you helping other streamers, so it's good to help. Hey, thank you. I, I get a I get a lot of my joy out of helping others. And it's, a, it's important for me to constantly remember to choose joy and choose service to others because I'm on a life path where I got to go that way. Like, I don't enjoy being selfish. It's miserable to me to be selfish. I, I just, that's, that's not my disposition. And it's nice to know thyself. And some people, it is their disposition to be selfish, and that's okay. We do our best to work with them and to learn from them. Lisa says, here's something I didn't know. When we are born, we register with a social security number. We become worth $1 million to our government as trading value? Really? I didn't know that. Where did you hear that, Lisa? That's very interesting. I hear, I hear there's people who don't even have social security numbers. I've heard that firsthand, or secondhand, from a, a guy who went to train near Area 51. He said that he was told 
And this is somebody I trust and have known for quite a while. And has no reason to deceive me on this point. He says he was told that if you go out into the Area 51, like if you leave the boundary of this training facility and wander out into Area 51, there are snipers that don't have social security numbers who will kill you. So you need to stay in this, you need to stay exactly where you're told to stay. And do not go out there. Do not wander around. Do not get curious. And I'm like, there's snipers without social security numbers? And that feeds really well into this conversation and this book right here. All right, so my wife said it's bedtime, so that's my sign to wrap this up. I'll take this later part, put it on my YouTube and on my podcast, and then you can enjoy this live on Facebook as well.